listening to the All Things Good podcast. Welcome to the ATG Podcast. Today I'm joined by Anthony Alibi. Anthony is a former athlete and is now an actor and writer. Anthony, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Good, good. Thank you for coming on the show today. Oh, thanks for having me. So, so you first started out in the NFL. Uh, what made you want to you know, get into acting? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Texas uh <laughs> Texas football is just a different <laughs> different, it's a different Yeah, it is. It really is. So, what is the uh, you know, has there been a any difficult transition going from, you know, football to acting or is it kind of you know, the same, you know, you, you deal with the spotlight, you're kind of just used to it? Well, I mean, it, the, the great thing is that there's a lot of parallels um, to the professional football and, and to professional acting. I think, you know, first and foremost, you have to kind of learn to get along with people and manage egos and, and, and different people. Um, because I think no matter what, when you're at that level, you're encountering all different kinds of, of work ethics and, and um, strategies and philosophies and approaches toward the work. So mm-hmm. I think managing that is probably the, the thing that helped the most being in the NFL first. The second thing is, is kind of just work, uh, work ethic and, and time management and all those tools uh, that really help you be efficient in whatever you're doing. I think that's something that the NFL really helps create mm-hmm. a foundation for with me um, to kind of be successful in, in this part of my career. So I thought uh, there, there's a lot of similarities um, between the two. I mean, of course, you're not hitting as much, at least all the time, um, <laughs> on set. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it really helped in, in, in getting it to, to this point. Yep. No, yeah, I, I could definitely see see the similarities. Uh, so before we get in get into acting, one more thing about uh, football. So so who do you think who do you think's gonna take home the Super Bowl this year? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, you know, I was I was dead sure about who was gonna keep moving on in the playoffs, and I was totally wrong uh, when it, when it came the Titans came and messed everything up. So I mean, right now they're the hot team. Um, mm-hmm. I've I've kind of been leaning toward the 49ers because I feel like they're just a team with a lot of heart, and they're a team yeah. that kind of just has everything kind of going for them, especially with that defense. Right. Uh, so if I had to if I had to pick one, I'd say the 49ers. Yeah, no, that's definitely going to be a good good game with the 49ers between the Packers. But at, at this point, I just don't even know if I can ever count out Derrick Henry anymore. That guy is a beast. I, <laughs> I mean, everybody thought this guy was like a dud yeah. for the longest time. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, no, nah, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, he, he, sh- he showed up big time, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, the guy used to be, you know, two to three yards in a cloud of dust. Yeah. And now he's, you know, he's just like bursting these long runs looking like Mark Ingram. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy, yeah so. it is crazy. 
But uh, yeah, so switching uh, to acting, so your um, part two of Family Reunion is coming out Monday, right? Yep. And that's uh, a Netflix comedy series for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. Um, just for the people listening, maybe who haven't seen it yet, can you tell them a little bit more about the show? Yeah, and I mean it. You know, it's, it's a comedy, and it sounds like maybe it's something that a lot of people could maybe relate to. Is you know, moving, oh, yeah. moving in with family, and just the things that can unravel from that type of shit yeah, show. <laughs> I think for some reason that surprises people, but <laughs> yeah. it's just like, wait, no, all black people think exactly the same. Okay. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty so, ridiculous. But yeah. what would, so what would you say? You know, so you you you've said you played for the Seahawks in the show. So is there any similarities from your character, to, you know, to you in real life? Is it? must be interesting you know getting into a character like that where you know it is similar to yourself but it's also like like you said a what if you know right. i mean what if you did play for the seahawks you know right. <laughs> did, what if i was a tight end yeah. I played for 15 years you know it was different so do you get any take on 
what team you were going to be playing for? They just gave you the Seahawks and ran with it. No, they, that's, that, they, well, here's the thing. I think they, which I agreed with, I think they wanted to make it as opposite Columbus, Georgia as possible. Yeah. And I think you want to go as crunchy, liberal as possible, you go to Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> it was, was going to be either Seattle or Portland, and Portland is evidence all too, so I think. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think that was, that was kind of the decision. Yeah, no, I didn't even 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 think about that. Yeah, that that is probably two completely different worlds. So it'll be in, yeah, interesting yeah, to see. Colliding. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see the, the two worlds clash. What? What would you say? You know, what has your experience been? You know, working on this TV show and with the cast as a whole. Yeah, definitely. There's definitely some similarities between, you know, sports and acting. And like you said, you guys, you know, you're both, you're all reaching towards a common goal and that's to like, make the best show possible. So what can, what can people expect in, in part two? Is there any, any shakeups, any? Yeah, I mean, there's a huge shakeup. Oh uh, boy. <laughs> part two uh, that you guys will probably be privy to somewhere near the end of, of part two. But I think uh, throughout the season or throughout this, this half of the season, a lot of just kind of really the characters kind of really seasoned I think you'll see us settling into Georgia nicely and, and kind of um, just how the kids are growing up in that environment how Coco and Moses' relationship is evolving in that environment and uh, it's a lot of fun I, th- I feel like in part two we had a lot of fun you know we did a lot of fun things per episode we, we you know whether it be stunts or just kind of like sight gags or anything like that but we, we I think it was just really playful so I think the audience will just get a lot of joy out of it, and that's what they'll see. You know, part one, it's always tough when you start a new series because you have to kind of give background, you have to inform people about characters, and you kind of get bogged down in the, in the information, you know, of, of having to provide people with, like, this is who this character is, and this is the storyline, and this is what's going on. But I think now that part two is coming, we can just have fun and focus right. on circumstances and scenarios and putting us in awkward situations, and I think that's the best part of it. No, yeah, I'm I'm definitely excited to see it. Uh, for all the listeners, just so you know, it drops Monday, January 20th on Netflix. That is Family Reunion Part 2. Yep, watch it twice. <laughs> <laughs> so you were also, uh, you're also in uh, ABC's hit series Blackish. And yeah. you have a, so you have a guest star appearance uh, Tuesday the 21st, right? Is that right, correct? The next day coming out, so it's, it's going to be a good week. Yeah, Jim, big week uh, for you. <laughs> yeah, that one was really fun. It was my, it was the first time that uh, I was uh, have ever been on that show, and so I, I, I really enjoyed the fact that they, you know, they 
in mm-hmm. Paris, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so you know, and had a lot of fun. I mean, and, and it's great to, and it's almost like a, a little sneak into a sneak peek into like what it's like to be on a really really successful show in six yeah. seasons. And, and so it's nice to kind of get some insight and to see how that family functions and to kind of you know whatever take whatever I can from that and bring it back to family reunion. Right. Yeah, and that you know it could definitely help with uh, you know cross promoting. You know, people yeah. see on Blackish and probably probably some similarities between the two shows, right? Yeah, the families and everything else. I mean, you know, naturally we're all trying to kind of get to a get to where they are. I mean, they're yeah. a highly successful show, you know, on ABC been running for six seasons now, so you know, yeah. naturally I'll take anything I can from them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've they've our show. Yeah, they've definitely been going at it for quite a bit and have been pretty successful. Uh, what what was it like working uh, with Anthony Anderson and the cast on that show? Uh, they were great. You know, I, I was fortunate not to have my scenes be with uh, Anthony and, and Tracy, um, and I think it was really great to see kind of their work ethic and just how they approach things. And me, you know, myself wanting to be a producer, just kind of watching Anthony, uh, you know, from the background, just kind of watching him operate as a producer and as an actor. Um, mm-hmm. It's great to see because it, it kind of gives me a little bit of time to scout and be like, okay, that's how I want to be, or this is what right. I want to take from that. And, and it was just great. I mean, it, it, they're professional and they, and they love to play and, and, and the fun that they have while they're doing it, you can tell. And that's that's kind of the way I operate. So I think right away we all got along really well and we all kind of played off each other, which made it really fun. What what's it been like, you know, going back and forth between the two characters? Or are they similar, or are they kind of different? Uh, my blackish character. Yeah. Uh, I would say, you know, I would say they're similar in in kind of the comedy of it. Um, I think my character on blackish, you know, kind of takes himself uh, a little more seriously and is a little more kind of type A. Mm-hmm. Uh, most naturally is kind of a go with the flow kind of guy, just fun, you know, energetic. Um, so, but then naturally, it's just it, it all comes from me. So it's I'm gonna kind of bleed into that no matter what. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Blackish, you know, it's a big hit TV show, but you've also been on another big hit TV show, and that's Showtime's Shameless. Is that right? Right. Yeah. 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 That's a great. I had a great time on that show. Yeah, talk about going at it for a while. They've they're on what season nine or ten? No, ten. Ten. Wow. For a decade, man, that's uh, that's just unheard of. I mean, it's it's kind of ridiculous. And I think they're gonna keep going. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just a fan. You know, it's a fantastic show. You get on that show, and it, you can tell that they've been around. They're polished, and it's like a machine. I mean, it just runs. You know, it's it's a it's a well-oiled machine at that point. Um, but I was fortunate enough to get a couple of episodes on that on that series and. Hopefully they'll bring you back for more, but it was it was such a great arc for the character, and the character I played in that's completely different from, you know, uh, right. any of the other characters I played. So it was it's really fun whenever you get to do kind of a single camp, you know, dramedy like that. Right. Um, and that cast is just you know for being ten seasons in on a hit show on Showtime, they are extraordinarily humble. You know, mm-hmm. I have a man crush on Steve Howey because I just think yeah. that guy's awesome. And <laughs> it's always fun to work with an actor that you can look in the eye. You know, that's your height. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. He's a big dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun, man. Yeah. So. No, yeah, they they are you know one of my favorite shows to watch. You know, you got the 
definitely the different characters and like you said it's different different from blackish damn different from family reunion what what was kind of you know your role in uh shameless well in, in shameless i played a, a character called mavar um and mavar is kind of a man of the people he was uh you know a used car salesman in the hood and he just all all i wanted to do was kind of help bring you know black men up and try to help people and do whatever i can to kind of bring them up and educate them and and, and kind of mentor and i think that's uh when liam comes in and finds out that we're kind of distantly related so i immediately want to take him under my wing and teach him mm-hmm. things and teach him how to operate kind of in this new america that that we live in mm-hmm. and so uh with that you know comes all the all the teachings and the sayings and the lectures and philosophies and all that stuff that comes along with it but i think you know at the end of the day liam's a gallagher and i think <laughs> yeah <laughs> through and, and ended up uh really pissing me off so i ended up going off on him just, uh, you know it's always fun to go off on a 10 year old right uh, <laughs> well but uh but yeah so. it's those damn gallaghers you can't trust them i know man you can't trust them you can't trust them they're just filthy filthy people so uh, you said you know you eventually want to get into producing. Have, is there any? Are you working towards doing anything with that? Or yes, yes. Um, there's several projects in the works uh, currently that I'm, I'm EPing um, that I'll end up hopefully kind of getting out. Um, but right now, just uh, we have, I have strollers and Matasaka, which is just uh, Matasaka is a comedy kind of sketch uh, duo that I'm in with my writing partner Josh Covid and then Strollers is, is a project that I've been working on for a few years now uh, that's basically think about working moms but from a dad's perspective um, mm-hmm. and so it's very much you know a couple of dads several dads kind of getting together and, and not necessarily the traditional view of, of a dad where it's like oh I'm babysitting the kids or fitness but actual dads that are super into being parents and they've kind of gone down a rabbit hole and just are like in it and, mm-hmm. and, and kind of just the comedy that comes from that from these guys who believe that they know everything about being a parent and they just don't so <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> so uh usually you know as we get towards the end of the podcast i like to ask uh the guests a couple questions uh, uh-huh. so what what would be your advice to someone who's trying to overcome failure and how sh- how to push through seek it. I would say that the, the best thing that you can do is continuously fail. And by that I mean when you're failing, it means you're pushing limits. It's the same thing you do in the gym. You know, when you're working out, you keep pushing your muscles until you just can't lift that dumbbell anymore. Right. But that's the point where your muscles grow. That's the point where you where you start to have gains. And it's the same thing in your career. It's the same thing in life. Mm-hmm. When you start pushing limits, when you start kind of feeling those edges that's where the growth happens that's where the change comes and that's where you can actually start to grow and learn and evolve so i would say fail forward fail often and and um and learn from it i think you learn a ton more from your failures than you do from your wins yeah um, yeah and that's that's kind of what i look for you know people they are upset i'm I'm pretty i'm kind of annoyingly ambitious (laughs) i I very much try every joke every gag everything i can and you know, sometimes it doesn't hit, and sometimes it 
change to what can make it better. And those that's how you get better. Um, I think right. if you kind of sit in the comfort of winning and sit in the comfort of being right all the time, you never grow. And eventually, you know, you'll get passed by. No, yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, it's about pushing yourself. It's kind of like I've, I've always said, you know, if if you run a mile every day, you're going to be great at running a mile. But when you want to run two miles, it you know, you're not going to be able to. So you got to, you know, keep pushing forward, like, like you said. And then uh, another one is, in your own words, what do you think defines success? people what i think too going off that is they just let people get in their heads and basically just decide what they want for them instead of you know and you can't you can't let that what other people think of you is none of your business that's not your business right you do whatever you do i mean the amount of friends and the amount of lectures i got when i was like i'm leaving the nfl to become an actor people like you're stupid (laughs) they were like you're an idiot why why are you doing that that doesn't make any sense you're making money like you you have talent like you can do this forever and Right. You and, know, and, and, and I think that's the most important thing is that if you go 100 miles an hour in the direction of the thing that makes you happy, eventually you'll get where you need to go. No, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Uh, some people, yeah. I think, maybe they need to hear that nowadays. <laughs> yeah. But uh, awesome. I, I appreciate it. So everyone listening, this is Anthony Alibi. He's uh, on Family Reunion. A lobby? Ah, jeez, I, I messed yeah, it up. <laughs> well, good thing you corrected it, so I'm not just blabbing it over here. But, uh, yeah, catch him on Family Reunion, which drops Monday, January 20th, as well as Blackish on the January 21st. Anthony, I appreciate you joining us, 
and we're looking forward to the series. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you.